We are about to celebrate our 100th episode, and we want you there. Media Litter Sandwich, we are recording our 100th episode on July 21st, 2018 at Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan. The event starts around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's free. So come down, hang out. If you need more details, check out the website at medialittersandwich.com. And if you want to help out, email us at podcast at medialittersandwich.com. Today on Media Layer Sandwich, we're at Downriver Comic Con and we talk about... Oh, we're going to talk about animation for motion pictures and television. Like Smurfs, Secret of Nim, Little Mermaid. Wait, was Aquaman in Little Mermaid? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Welcome to Media Lair Sandwich. Once again, we're at Downriver Comic Con in Lincoln Park, Michigan at Lincoln Park High School. And with us, we have, you are wearing blue and I see a little mermaid. Yeah, yeah, this is done by a young lady whose name I can't think of right now, but uh, Doctor Who and his TARDIS are coming to pick her up. Okay. Yeah. Please introduce yourself. You are uh, the guest of honor of this comic Oh, my. Uh, my name is Philo Barnhart, and uh, I've had a very interesting past um, that included things like the Smurfs, mixed up with things like 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, mixed up with things like Star Trek, and finally uh, Little Mermaid towards the end of my career. Man, I got a billion questions for you, but, you know, I got to say who else is on the show with us. We have Mark from... CrazyMark.com. Will from... AllAboutWilliam.com. And we're Media Lair Sandwich. You could find us at MediaLairSandwich.com and DDRadio.net, which we air on DD Radio Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. You could go there, hang out with all the veterans in the chat. And you can always talk to us about sponsorships and all that good stuff. And participate on our, our chat on Facebook and our Facebook group, Media Litter Sandwich. And we are sponsored by Turtle Trinkets. Go check out all his great trinket stuff, spinners, necklaces, buttons, all sorts of stuff. You can check it out on his Facebook. If you want something, just shoot him a message. Spinners are always good. Oh, man. I, I always said I would never have a spinner. And They're habit-forming, unfortunately. Huh? They're habit-forming, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. 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 They're great little yeah. fidget things. Yeah, fidget thing. <laughs> so, I got a lot of questions. I don't know what you can answer. Well, I'll take pertinent or impertinent questions, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Because you worked on a lot of stuff, but uh-huh. everyone keeps talking about Little Mermaid, so I got to start with the Little Mermaid question. Sure. Uh, and, of course, that's has to do with the poster and the uh, VHS cover that got some controversy there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I learned recently that I've been telling the story wrong, but uh, oh. basically that was, uh, uh, was not my friend David Pacheco's doing. David was drafting that poster uh, out at the same time Tony Anselmo and I were drafting out the one of her in front of the moon in silhouette. You've probably seen that one before. She's right. sitting on the rock in the middle of nowhere. The moon is behind her. And um, she's painted very, very dark. Well, um, that's become kind of a classic, too. But um, for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the other one got a notorious uh, reputation. And uh, 
even when David signed my poster, I uh, had everybody sign it for me um, when the movie was finished. And he, he wrote, Dear Philo, I had nothing to do with this tower. Uh, love, <laughs> David Pacheco. <laughs> and and so, for, for all the people listening, especially the veterans, because I know you want to hear us to say it, what, you know, what was wrong with it? What did the tower look like when the towers in the castle looked like something in particular? Well, it had a, a, um, a human part of the anatomy, the, the most ex- especially the male anatomy. A very and, um, phallic uh, p- yes, column. Yes, phallic, phallic tower. Um, <laughs> that was actually painted in by one of the painters. There were four painters on the, on the painting, the poster. And... Uh, uh, Tony and I only had one on ours. I don't remember who it was, but they did a beautiful job. But regardless, they had four people on that poster, and uh, one of them decided to be naughty and put that in there. I think to see if anyone was paying attention, and eventually they were. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while, though. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know who, who the painters were, but... Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, because you also worked on Rescuers Down Under, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Did, did you work on the rescuers? Uh, no, no. I was working at uh, um, Hanna Barbera at the time. Rescuers was done. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that had controversy too. But, so that's kind of interesting yes. how that travels. But I, I later worked. Uh, I got into feature films via Don Bluth, who was um, one of the young directors on Rescuers, mm-hmm. the original Rescuers. Man. And that's while they were still still at Disney, and then he um, did a film with several of the animators at Disney who were dissatisfied they weren't learning enough about how the films were actually made when Walt was alive. So they they set about exploring by making Banjo the Woodpile Cat in Don Booth's garage in the uh, the mid uh, to late seventies, and uh, they split apart from Disney in uh, seventy nine or so. And that's when I joined them. By then, I was uh, had done several TV shows. What were some TV shows you worked on? Uh, well, um, later it was the Smurfs, but uh, I worked on developing Galtar and the Golden Lance, and um, uh, some of the new Johnny Quests uh, for Hanna Barbera, and oh, also um, uh, Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. We did new Jetsons, new Flintstones. Uh, and when Star Wars was new in 77, everything went space age. So uh, Hanna-Barbera, not wanting to be left behind, they did Galaxy Goof-Ups and Space Ace, or not Space Ace, um, that was Don Bluth later. <laughs> um, Galaxy Goof-Ups, Yogi's Space Race, that was it. Space Race. Space yes, Race. Yes, that was good. And uh, it, was, it was a lot like Wacky Races, but with spacecraft right. instead of cars. Yeah. Yeah. So... Mark, we're talking cartoons, Hanna-Barbera. I, I know you're... Shoot, man, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say you're an awesome guy. You're fantastic. I've oh, seen you around. You. I've seen your work. I love your animation. <laughs> and, of course, again, you worked on the primary sales, not the tweens. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I did do tweens to start. That was the entry okay. level of the business. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you move up the ladder really fast. If they see that you have a good drafting ability, you... you no. There you go. Is that no. still true today, do you know? Um, not so much because it's done digitally, but uh, the films are still designed by hand for the most part. But the animation is actually done by the computer. Yeah, yeah now, speaking of which, 
before uh, became the computer thing. Yeah. Okay, let's look at. Okay, Max Fleischer had his proprietary thing, and that was his uh, rotoscope. Okay, remember yes. that thing? Now Disney had something that was proprietary back then, and you were we we're talking about it. You know, it wasn't Photoshop, it wasn't After Effects or Maya. What was it? Well, uh, they did a number of pioneering efforts, but the uh, biggest one was probably the multiplane camera. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now there was an art program that was like easy enough to fill in it was like an augmented paint pro or what was it instead oh, of sales you're talking about the the um, yes when you switched over from post, the sales post Walt Disney Disney yeah yeah that is um, it's called the CAP system now CAPS uh, stands for computer assisted paint system and that was developed by Disney uh, towards the end of mermaid production and what the uh, the guys that were the tech guys that were creating that would uh, borrow some of the artists, and I thankfully got to be one of them, to come and give our interpretation. They didn't say anything about what we were seeing, but they just wanted to get our take on what they were doing. And I thought it was fantastic because they showed me um, two scenes. They were the same scene. One, and I didn't know this at the time, nobody did, but one was cell-painted and the other one was the cap system. And um, I said, well, why are you showing me the same scene? It's the same on both sides. They said, ah, well, this one over here is the cap system. That's that's the one where uh, we scan in your drawing one at a time instead of photograph it on film. And we paint it right on the screen using a stylus. Oh. Yeah, but, but and this is this is they old still school. had to make yeah. sure that all the lines were sealed off because, as you know, if you ever used a graphics program of any kind back in the early days, if you had a leak in your character uh, where the lines didn't connect, it went out of the outside of that and it filled up your whole piece and it <laughs> pissed you off basically. So, well, it's like, it's like MS to, Paint. Yeah, yes. It's like, in order oh, to avoid this is being, uh, Just drop my bucket right there. In order to be... Uh, <laughs> to avoid being thoroughly pissed with your work, uh, we had a separate group of animators that would sit there and just seal the lines up, make sure everything was sealed off. They became part of the checking department. Checking department used to just make sure everything was there because a cell painter couldn't see for themselves whether... You know, it's going to seal off or not, and they right. just paint right up to the lines. Computer can't do that. <laughs> Maybe they can now. I don't know. But right, um, things are way uh, different now. And but we're talking about the dark yeah. ages, even for computer stuff. Right. But that was the beginning, and then eventually that became totally digital, and that's where we are now. Now I gotta ask, what did you do with Secret of Nim? What was your Secret role in of that? Nim? Oh, a, a lot of things. But Initially, I was brought in to uh, uh, be the assistant, uh, key assistant, to John Pomeroy, uh-huh. and I learned so much from him um, during the course of the film. But uh, when you make an animated film, uh, you generally pick your strongest sequence, and you do that first. And so in this case, they started on the owl, the great owl sequence. Yeah. Well, in the, in the book, it's hinted at that he, he's probably from the same lab where the uh, rats were experimented on. Um, there, in our film, at least, there is a 
a uh, tie-in between Nicodemus and the owl. They both have the glowing eyes, for example. <laughs> the mystic, you know, kind of sage, almost alien right, characters. Yeah. Well, anyway, she Which goes... Which is just frightening for a she child. She goes to see the, the, the <laughs> owl, and it, it was um, a challenge for me because I had never done full animation before, just television animation, which is called limited animation. Um, that's for TV production. It's, it's economical. And um, in a way, it's kind of harder to make up an exposure sheet for limited animation because you're keeping track of uh, separate torsos, separate legs, separate arms, separate heads, separate eyeballs, separate mouths, all these separate things that have to work together and they have to be written down for the, uh, the cameraman. Uh, full animation is just mix one. And match if yeah, you need to. yeah. It's just, and you can reuse the stuff ad nauseum. Uh, in fact, once a few scenes have been done for any production, they go into the bin and they become stock scenes that any animator can check out and reassemble and re-expose mm -hmm. for you know their scenes. So that's like free footage for them every week to wow. make their quota. Yeah. So we did a lot of that for Super Friends and things like that, Hanna-Barbera. But uh, in between doing them and the television work, I did Star Trek The Motion Picture. And that was a whole, like, other adventure. Because that was counted as special effects at the it's time. It's special effects. It's still hand-drawn. Right. We were hired, a whole team of us were hired to uh, help them get the film done by doing hand-drawn animation. Mm -hmm. And uh, what that involved was, um, uh, oddly enough, doing all the computer screens and the little films that were running on the screens. You have to remember, folks, there was no CG back in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get going until around 89, a decade later. So uh, you, I think the first CG that was done in a film was for uh, James Cameron's The Abyss, the, uh, the water pod that uh, took on the expressions of the people. That was yeah. such an interesting that movie. That was the still, first time. I think it still holds up. It's the first time they did a CG effect in a, in a film, as far as I know. And then um, there was young Sherlock Holmes, which did phenomenal stuff, mm -hmm. including the stained glass night that came to life and, um, and uh, some other things that people thought were stop motion, but they were actually CG mm -hmm. for the first time. So... You know, you look at Star Trek The Motion Picture, mm -hmm. the, 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 the special effects for that, I, 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 in my mind, I got to tell you, it doesn't hold up today. I mean, mm -hmm. totally different standards. Mm -hmm. Completely different standards. Yes. That, you know, doesn't hold up. But at the mm -hmm. time, that was like... It was, it was a big deal, yeah. 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 And uh, we, we um, sadly, we were late to the production and in the film business... Yeah, there was a lot of uh, weird you, you things have that happened to, with the Star Trek motion you, picture, you have from what to, I understand. Well, any, any film I've worked on, if you don't have at least 150 feet of film mm -hmm. that you did uh, in that film, you will not receive a screen credit. So, uh, Plus, we were latecomers to the film, um, the four of us that were actually hand-drawing the animation okay. for it. Yeah, so we were left off the credits. Um, we didn't realize we were going to be left off until we got to the wrap party and saw the movie oh. all put together. 
And uh, the four of us were totally blue. And then we had to drive to the Paramount lot for the rest of the party. We had a disco floor set up for us. <laughs> and food everywhere on several tables. You could go with your plate, just load up, and then go find a place to sit. Well, we got there late. Um, the traffic was terrible in Hollywood that night. And um, we left the theater and went to the uh, Paramount lot. It was on Soundstage 8. And um, uh, loaded up on food. Then we thought, oh, no place to sit. So we looked everywhere. Finally, there was this nice man gesturing for us to come and sit with him. Who do you think that was? Uh, Leonard Nimoy. Close enough. It was Gene Roddenberry, the creator oh, of Star Trek. That was my second. That was my second guess. Next to him was his wife, Major Roddenberry, Major right. Barrett Roddenberry. Pretty blonde lady turned around. I was going to be sitting between her and Gene Roddenberry. This pretty lady turns around. It's Grace Lee Whitney, who played Joman Janice Rand in the first season. Right. And uh, the. Uh, what do you call it? Beaming. The beaming technician. Oh, in, uh, oh he played Mr. The, Scott. The, oh, the engineer. Yeah. In, in, um, she played the engineer in the movie. Okay. Yeah, she was no longer Yeoman Janice Rand. But uh, she was still called Rand. Uh, he apologizes to her in the film when they have the, the accident. Uh, the accident was neat to film. That's, that's right. a whole other story. But he says, there's nothing you could have done, Rand. And that's... A lot of people who had never seen Star Trek before, they didn't know who she was. But anyway, I had the best time with them, and they cheered us all up. We all, four of us, sat with them at their table. I'm very grateful. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I got to look at your credits again. There's so many. <laughs> I gotta, there's got to be another Well, it won't be on here. Star Trek. <laughs> Actually, it won't be on Beauty and the Beast either, because I, I left before it was done. Okay, but, uh, yeah, I did research that. I was curious what you did on yeah. there. Yeah, you just did some some initial work on it, I assume. Oh, I, I worked okay. quite a bit on it, but uh, okay. uh, uh, the opportunity came up for me to work in a, a new department, and uh, I, I went over to that, and that was uh, back to California. I was working on Beauty and the Beast in Florida. Okay. Uh, at the time, along with California, and uh, um, got the opportunity to go into Disney publishing, and okay. that's what I did. Okay. We gotta go back to Super Friends. Okay. You mentioned Super Friends. Yeah. What? Wonder Twin Powers activate. <laughs> I mean, that, all the superheroes now. Do you just go? Yeah, I worked on Batman before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It was our version of the characters. It was right. much more simplified for reasons of Saturday morning cartoons. It was the version of Aquaman that gets made fun of. Yeah. And now they may finally make an Aquaman but you know, more it, of... Well, it's closer to the classic Aquaman, mm -hmm. the way people remember him. Plus, he was blonde. <laughs> oh, yeah. The new guy is decidedly like, you know... Um, an islander type of character. Right. Aqua bro. Yeah. Well, he, he looks like um, a Polynesian, you know, character. Mm -hmm. He's very dark. Looks a lot like Count Drogo for some reason. And, of course, covered with the tattoos. I don't mind that so much, but mm -hmm. I, 
I thought maybe there'd be a classic version of uh, Aquaman with the blonde hair and, you know. Right. The orange tights or whatever they were. <laughs> Am I wrong? Were they orange? or? They were actually... He, he had a green... And, did he have a green... Right, he was had, it he a had green, tattoos was it orangey? on the scales. Was it like an orange color? I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I just wanted to be sure I wasn't going crazy, that I remembered the orange top. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know with the original look, they wanted him to look like a fish. That's why they had him wearing orange to make it look like a goldfish or something or like, like that. Or like a koi carp or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. You know, and eventually that gimmick didn't really need to be done anymore. But it was really cool yeah. they had the scales as the tattoos and had the extra stuff. Yeah. Not saying I'm a well, fan I, of the newest movie. I, I remember but the early the early versions of Aquaman before Hanna Barbera did him. Uh, he actually was just on a cell moving. They would just move the cell around like he was hovering in the water. There huh. was no actual animation. <laughs> and I understand Ralph Bakshi was involved with a lot of those productions. Really? That and uh, uh, Rocket Robin Hood and uh, uh-huh. the original Spider-Man show. I had no you idea Ralph Spider-Man, Bakshi was involved Spider-Man in shooting webs from his hands. <laughs> da-da-da, da-da-da. Uh, you love the Spider-Man. Wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find the Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah, that one. I think Baxi was involved with that, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. But then, you know, Hanna-Barbera did Super Friends, and that's when I came in. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I loved the way, I loved drawing uh, Wonder Woman, because I loved her design for, for, uh, for Super Friends. Right. And, and all, all these She characters. had a formula for drawing her that was really kind of fun to do. Okay. Her hairdo and everything. Wow. And that was, Super Friends was after Wonder Woman had her own TV show, or was it before it? Uh, I believe it was, it was um, after. Okay. So you or really I, had a hand in bringing the... Let's see, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was after no, Super Friends. I think Friends. Wonder Woman was 70s, more I think of it. Well, uh, live action. Linda. Linda Carter. Hey, Will, can I get a Google? Uh, Wonder Woman live action versus Super Friends. And then, then uh, yeah. flash forward to, to now, and uh, I, I struck up a friendship with Richard Hatch after mm-hmm. all these years. And uh, we became friends, and uh, we just lost him to cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a real shock just uh, a couple of years ago. All right. Man, you're so close work on Battlestar Galactic. And I, I, I think that 70s show, I, I debatably better than the remake. Than the reimagining. Oh, I, I'm sorry, was it wasn't I love the original. It was a reimagining. I was crazy about the show. Yeah. Well, it's not that it was a bad show. I just didn't like, especially the later episodes, where it kind of started insinuating religion in it. And they kind of went into a really weird area. Yeah. No, the, they never. It seemed like they never knew what they wanted to do with some of the characters. The originals. It's the originals for me. Right. Uh, I hate to sound like a bigot, but that's the same for me in Star Trek. Also, <laughs> it's the '60s it's version not, for me. I love the Next Generation, and I think DS9 was. I didn't enjoy it as as a kid. I mean, I did when Worf joined because Charles and I put on. Uh, uh-huh. uh, the next generation, and we laugh, we <laughs> howl laughter because 
We just love to watch it and laugh at this silliness. Right. Yeah, I haven't watched the Discovery ones, um, the, 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 new, the newest Star Trek. I've heard so much. I, I'm probably wa- have to watch it eventually. But I've watched the you, first episode of that. It was actually interesting how they actually combined the 1960 style with the new effects. It's really interesting. Okay, yeah. you know what? You just want to sit over here? Yeah, just jump on here. No, yeah. I can't hear you. There's not a thing in front of your face that's called a microphone. See? Or you, yeah, course. why not? William's standing off to the side. See, see how dangerous it is to hang around me. I see. <laughs> uh, we'll put I, you I up there. It's very weird. Now, so. now, what's your name again? And you are an animator. Yeah, my name is Daniel Jackson. I've, I'm a very novice animator so far. Okay. So it basically got out of college trying to get my animation stuff working around, trying to get some animation stuff in place. So far, he, he met me here <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, he, yeah. This that, man basically helped me with a, one problem that I have. It's drawing females. That's kind of the weird thing. <laughs> it, it happens to my family most of the time too. When it comes to my sister, who also draws people, right. she has the problem with drawing males. So when it came to the idea of drawing different sexes, it's that weird problem where I can't even draw any opposite sex at any cost. It's well, I heard drawing females is like one of the funnest things you can do, do as an artist, which I, I am oh. not an artist. It, uh, it, Br- it, Bradley, do I, oh, yeah, go ahead and grab the chair. Um, I draw my yes or no? To, to oh. do my work. Like, 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 <laughs> Well, you a male and a female side. Oh, I have yeah. a strong female side. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. D- drawing women's more fun than drawing men? It is? Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't experienced that yet. I've been trying to draw females for the last five years. They have they, they turned all to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, draw my circle. Practice your circle and dance. <laughs> This <laughs> once I get we all need a more bustier side. Once I get all my chickens like into where I'm moving to, we'll we'll put up all the eggs up on the counter, and you could just draw every single egg. Is that like James oh, and at some part, you'll be able to tell this egg came from that hen. Is that like James Thurber saying, "Don't count your boobies until they've hatched"? <laughs> Until the peaches come firm, then you'll be fine. <laughs> then Get you'll be able to do it. Oh, those ducks. They don't cooperate oh, sometimes. Oh, those poor ducks once they're oh, in a row. They don't always cooperate. <laughs> I can attest to that. Hey, I was, yeah. I'm still lucky that I was actually doing some life drawing because I was able to get a few feet. Because I still remembered a few times that... They still allowed you to do naked people doing naked stuff, so I was right. able and to. Colleges, it's still yeah, a thing too. Absolutely. Yeah, college is still a thing. It was awesome to see live myself, a few people that I still. Well, they, they want you to see how people are put yeah. together. Yeah, the most we, the we, most of the people are... that I had to draw had yeah. wider bodies, which I was very very fascinated with, mm-hmm. because when it came to characters, sometimes skinny isn't always the right option. Sometimes you want to mm-hmm. know about mm-hmm. more depth, more outlines, and everything. Well. I'm forever grateful because uh, I, I could finally see what what creates the shapes when we're flesh covered. Oh yes, you know the, the muscles that wrap around here and come down are what creates this, this shape here. Oh yeah, definitely. Video version's way different than the audio version, uh, and no, that doesn't mean the video was that scary. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, we're talking about drawing naked people and not video version separate than the audio version. Yeah. And mm. this is a good spot once again to uh, to talk about DV radio and they have plenty of fantastic shows such as the Struggle Brothers since we're talking about uh, struggling of the human nature. Check out the Struggle Brothers uh, and you can see all the great shows on DV radio at dvradio.net. And, make, and also, while you're there, check out uh, DV Farm, which is our charity of choice. Uh, you know, there's a lot of information. You can go check out our, uh, our interview with Bo from the other week, where he talked about DV Farm helping homeless veterans. Uh, that's our charity of choice. And I think I just shouted everything I need to shout out. Back to Star Trek, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> hey, so so am I and the rest of our family, brother. Star Wars and Star Trek, we're both yeah. on the same boat on that. Oh, man. They've, yeah. they've been watching Star Trek Voyager for the last few months oh, based around that. Now, I, I gotta ask, though, the, um, the Orville. Have you seen the Orville? Oh, yes. All the, all the new episodes... Uh... Is from the first time more Star Trek than current Star Trek now. Yes, mm. yes. You, you, you're speaking of Discovery. Yes. Yeah. I, I watched a and couple. And the JJ verse. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and the movies. I would yeah. say, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's funny too because uh, I I almost wasn't surprised when I saw who who actually put Orville together. Uh, uh, my friend Brandon Braga is actually over there. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's one of the original Star Trek people. So, you know, I wasn't surprised. It's, it's like where everyone migrated, you know. They went over to Orville. And uh, that's where all the Star Trek stories are now. <laughs> yeah, you can't go to Star Trek to watch uh -huh. Star Trek stories. And that's plus, what the Orville's for. Plus, it's got the humor. <laughs> it's got the humor that Star Trek used to have, too. Mm. And in fact, even more than Star Trek had. More humor. So, okay, so when you were offered to do some stuff for the Star Trek movie, mm -hmm. were, you a, were you a big Star Trek fan, uh, fan at the time? Oh, yes, starting from when it was new in 66. Right. I was a little boy, but I was about 10 years old, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I started but going to Star Trek conventions. Oh, we I talked think I about. Was, when I was oh, like yeah. seven or eight was the first time I went to a Star Trek convention. This is all we talked about in school. Hey, did oh, you watch man. Captain Kirk and... Mr. Spock last night. Oh yeah, that was so cool. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was groovy, man. Yeah. Oh man, I. I uh, thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything? <laughs> in, is there anything you would like to talk about? Oh, you you have any pertinent questions or impertinent questions for me? We'll be fine. How, how do you get into animation today? Um. That's a good question. That's a very good question. I'd like to know, too. Because <laughs> most of what I do is by hand, uh, meaning I draft by hand, uh, I design by hand. Um, sometimes I use computers to, to paint, primarily. Uh, sometimes I do things right into the computer, but it still takes an artist's hand, you know, to get it done. Um, so I'm not sure because the process used to involve a great deal of artists uh, who would sit there and actually make the things move yeah. one drawing at a time. So I'm not sure. But yeah. the best advice I can give you for doing that kind of animation is to, to study life drawing as much as you can. Observe how people and animals and things behave, how they move. Uh, 
and that includes how fabric moves. Uh, the guys at Disney, the, the old timers, they would take footage of somebody moving pieces of fabric around, different pieces, and uh, would discover that things have different weights. Some things float on the air, some things drag very heavily through the air. Uh, they have what's called secondary motions. Um, everything has a secondary motion. For example, when a, 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 a lady wearing a skirt uh, twists around, the skirt will wrap around her, yes. But when she changes direction, it's going to start unwinding in the other direction. That's a secondary motion. There's lots of follow-through and secondary motion on people's hair. The longer it is, the more follow-through you can do on it. Nice. Secondary motions. Uh, talk about secondary motions when we were doing The Mermaid. Uh, oh, all the water. This hair, hair doesn't move like that. How in the water, are we does going? It? <laughs> how are we going to do the idea of this being underwater? Well, yes, we had the department, the effects department. They were going to do as many bubbles as they possibly could, and they just went insane with bubbles. But to take pity on them, we decided to show that the hair was uh, moving with the current. So the hair had to have its own timing charts and it was often doing its own thing. <laughs> but there were times when Ariel would say stop. What she was doing, she'd stop completely. And the hair, we, we took footage of Sherry Stoner playing the part uh, in a water tank across the street at um, Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh -huh. They had a test tank where they tested all their Disney attractions for the theme parks. So we had her swim around in there. There's portholes and we filmed her. And uh, there was a time where she stopped and her hair, she had really long hair that was her own. It wasn't a fall or a wig. The hair just kept spilling over her shoulders. So we actually put that into the, the film. It's when uh, Sebastian is singing uh, Under the Sea. As she stops and her hair keeps going. So... Uh, that was all stuff that we didn't think about until we saw somebody perform it actually in the water. So um, that's all stuff you should study, how right. things behave, how they move. It's, it's not always going to be the same if you're in outer space or in the water <laughs> or in the air, you know. I do have a question. Yeah, what's up, Brian? So you worked on Super Friends, right? Super Friends, yes. Did you mm -hmm. ever get Okay, so the, <laughs> so the question was, were you ever tempted to put Aquaman in The Little Mermaid? Which I in think... The, in the, there's got to the be Mer some kind of Mermaid goofy dumb. sketches somewhere. Oh, in the film? <laughs> I think... I think he actually... Well, I know Goofy oh. Donald and Mickey made an appearance in uh, the stadium right in the opening of Mermaid. Uh, if oh, you, yeah, that's if you right. freeze frame it, uh, when Triton's coming in in his chariot... You can see them down. I think there is an Aquaman uh, at some point, uh, either in that audience or later in the film somewhere. Oh, God. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just surprised DC didn't People find are always that hiding characters. Wait, too. So Aquaman is in the movie somewhere. He might be down there in the audience. Oh, God. Yeah, because we had. <laughs> that is, I guess we had. 
I got not confirming it. Oh, to no, say there's, there's a hundreds. possibility. Oh, yes. There's the possibility because we hit all kinds of I characters. I gotta pull out the VHS in that of the movie now. I yeah, got yeah. to. I got to now. I got to. <laughs> I'm about to do a Superman. Just off the uh, VHS, boys. A Superman drawing for the Superman celebration in Metropolis, Illinois, and uh, I'm doing a crowd scene, so I'm I'm hiding Lex <laughs> Luthor in the front. He's, he's holding a, a cake plate. You know, party plate with a piece of cake, and he's eating his cake with a fork. And Superman is flying above with the, the two cakes. I'm debating whether to show the slice missing or not. Maybe I will. <laughs> oh my God, I don't so know what I'm going to do yet. Oh man! So is this like Super Friends Superman, or is it more modern Superman? Oh, at the celebration? Yes. It's all the Superman. Uh, that have been done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, it's, for the Lex Luthor's, it's be, the actual be the one that you've done. Or? The actual city called Metropolis in Illinois. Okay. And yeah. it's their fortieth, believe it, their their fortieth year doing this Superman oh, celebration, cool. and DC is involved. It's it's. Uh, so okay, just let's hit, hit the question with you real quick. How, how did you get into actually working in animation? Mm-hmm. Did you know somebody? Were you mm-hmm. just right place, right time? Yeah, when it, when it comes to trying to work on animation, so far I've been trying to get myself out there. I okay. haven't. So far, it's getting tough to do that, but in many cases, it would just be trying to show off what you have in work, basically. Mm-hmm. Trying to show off what you can do. Basic film wheel stuff and everything. If, okay. I, get, if I was doing something right now, he'd be with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he'd be in the back talking Star Trek. Oh. Or, or Star Wars. <laughs> no, we'd be busy making films. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it would, it would I, I more likely be test wheels, more likely, yeah. just to show off what you can do. If you can right, show yeah. off what you can do, you might actually have a chance. I just finished it, teaching a traditional class, and there are people out there that are hungry to do it by hand wow. again. Yeah. Okay, where, where were you teaching I, at? I had 14 students at Triton College. Triton College. <laughs> Triton yes. College. Okay, if you can believe was that. that on purpose? What? No, no. Triton has been there for years and years and years. Decades. Yeah. I didn't make that up. And um, somebody had me like, wait, 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 what's this guy? It is Little appropriate, Mermaid? though. Yeah, yeah, he fits yeah. in here at Triton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is appropriate, though. I feel that. Yeah. Um, but uh, my, my folks picked it up, so it's still teachable. Very cool. Um, Best advice I ever got was from Andy Engman at Disney in the uh, 70s when I was first considering getting into the business. And he looked at my stuff and he says, you know, still the best way to start is is by doing life drawing, drawing from life. Oh, yeah. Get some attitude into your drawings because basically you are a performer with a pencil. Yep, the, it, the college you know, I'm talking about the traditional animation. Right. Get as much attitude as you can into your characters. <laughs> and become the best drafts person you can. He says, knowing, he says, you're pretty good at hands, but you could be a lot better. And the way to do that is to study the actual bones. Find out. No, how we're just going to cheat and put, give them less fingers. No, how, <laughs> you know, if you know what those bones it look was, like under there, yeah. you know, get some anatomy, get some life drawing in. And that's the first thing I did, and, and it paid off. Yep. Yeah, and I know uh, the college I was teaching at for a time, they still, you know, it was, uh, there was a heavy uh, push for graphics and um, um, 
and and all sorts of design, even for engineer students, but they still have them take life drawings. Mm -hmm. They said several different classes of life drawings because mm -hmm. it still helps. Even if they're drawing uh, car parts, they still mm -hmm. had to do that. Right. You have to learn every single function before you can create the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Hey, how can you draw an engine if you can't if you can't draw a female? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, 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 aside, aside from teaching animation, I can tell you what I am doing now. Okay. And that's many, many books and new book ideas coming up with my friend Charles D. Moisson nice. of Silver Phoenix Entertainment, and he is primarily a comic book uh, creator and printer publisher and uh, he's actually published my first portfolio book uh, I want to see so it's like an art of book mm -hmm. and uh, it's all the stuff that I've done at conventions for the last four years mm -hmm. uh, some of it's very funky <laughs> and we put it in a book and um, there's also a biography by uh, our friend uh, Brian K. Morris who's a wonderful writer and he interviewed me over a couple of days and, uh, uh, and uh, wrote my story. <laughs> so it's in the first part of the book and then the, the drawings are after. Nice. So uh, I'm also doing a series of books with uh, Charles called Whispers in the Void. Now and are these graphic comic novels? Or? It's, it, they're uh, horror, primarily horror comic books, but he does a lot of science fiction. Okay. Are they graphics? Also. Or are they uh, just all words? Uh, no, they're 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 written as okay, well. Okay, okay. They're they're honest to God, comic books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're by graphic novels. I mean comic books, but more in a oh, novel yes, form. Oh yes, yes. Well, they're not graphic novels, but they are comic books. Okay. Yeah, they're series. Okay. He's also working up one that's uh, um, tells the history of police in America. Oh yeah, Ooh. I think I saw an advertisement. On yeah, that and I'm somewhere. sure he would be happy to talk to you about that while yeah. he's here too. Yeah, oh, very cool. And uh, he, can, he can tell you more about uh, Whispers from the Void also. Okay. I'll try. Well, that might be next but, week. But Charles, <laughs> Charles is the one that saved my hash because he got me involved with the conventions again. Right. <laughs> but now, as a professional, I'm not a fanboy anymore. Right. My fanboy days are done. Um, many years passed, and now I'm doing conventions professionally with him. Well, we will try to get him on the show tomorrow, possibly. Yeah, I, I, He seems like he's number. So, hey, that's a little bit of a teaser for well, next he's, week. He's Maybe. very, very well-versed, and he would be happy to <laughs> Maybe we'll see him rollerblade up and down here like I saw him a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> him roller skate up and down the conventions. It, he'll give you a wonderful show. I, I, I believe it. Well, yeah. thank you for coming. You know, once again, well, please. Well, thank you for having me. Please shout out a website. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Too. <laughs> Do you have a website or a good place where people can find you at? Um, yes, that's uh, silverphoenix.net. You can find Charles and myself. And um, we're also on Facebook, uh, Silver Phoenix Entertainment, and uh, Philo Barnhart Art, Whispers from the Void, and uh, I think that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> where can we find some of your work at? Uh, most of my work I could I'll be posting on Facebook and next month I'm actually going to be working at the street art fair so you'll be probably seeing some of my work there as well. Okay, so your Facebook is? Uh, it's Go ahead, point your mouth towards the mic. It, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Facebook is Daniel Jackson. I post, post it when I do have some good stuff right. running around. 
But sooner, sooner or later, I'll be able to get most of my stuff and out there. And you'll be at the Wyandotte street, street Fair that's in Michigan. Yes. Um, I, it, it's, it's, this is one of the biggest street fairs I ever see. It's, it's, it's a huge, it's, it's a big deal. Well, I've here. Base, and I've that's in, is that's this month in June or is it in July? It's in July. It's going to be, a, okay. it's, it's going to be in July, Wednesday, July 11th to Saturday, July 14th. Okay. Uh, what I'll be doing is basically helping out kids teach, I'll be teaching kids the difference of different cartoon characters and everything while oh wow so so so, yeah they basically got me because i worked for the city for about two years at this point so you can check his facebook out you can check him at street fair and you're at you said silver fox silver phoenix silver phoenix okay you need the phoenix you need the net to catch the birds so it's silverphoenix.net okay (laughs) and of course i'm toting find me at toting.com and you, of course, find Media Litter Sandwich at Media Litter, Sam, Media Litter Sandwich.com and DVRadio.net, which we will air there every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And one of us will be in the chat room, hopefully, and just pretty much hang out with you. And we're all over, you know, we're on Podbean, Podknife, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, all that good stuff, pretty much. If we're not on the uh, podcast app that you listen to, let us know and we'll try to get on it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Big shout out Turtle Trinkets for sponsoring us. And may the algorithms be in your favor.